Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonya McQueen, with your mind, your body, your choice. I had no idea what I was going to speak about today, and I sat down in front of this microphone, and I started speaking, um, and you're probably wondering, yeah, we can hear you speaking, but this is my second podcast today. I started speaking and saying I didn't know what I wanted to speak about. And all of a sudden, all these thoughts came rushing in. So when I don't know what I want to speak about, it always hits me plain and clear. So let me say today I want to speak about forgiveness. And I believe the reason it came up for me to speak about forgiveness today is I was on a prayer conference and I was saying that... um, I've been in the deep, like the deep water, almost all my life. And I didn't even realize how unhappy I was. But part of that unhappiness brought about me being an unforgiving person. I've been hurt so much in my life by people who said they love me that when other people come along and say, I love you, I don't believe it. Or I think that there's an agenda behind it and I don't want anything to do with it. So eventually I've got to get rid of that person. It's amazing how much your childhood, right, wrong, or indifferent, molds your adulthood. I am 52 and today was the first time I realized it's hard for people to love me. And it's not hard because I'm a bad person. I'm actually one of the sweetest people you'll ever meet. But I'm just hard to get to know. I don't share my business. I don't share my life. You know, I I give my kids and my husband praise on Facebook, but it's in real time. Other than that, I don't talk about me to anybody. But so many people talk to me about their entire life, where they came from, what they've been through, what they're doing now, who they're with everything and I listen and I love it to a certain point I'm just not that person because I I came to realize I've been mistreated so much in my life that I just don't care to go through the the steps of getting to know somebody and trusting them and being all friendly and and telling them my business and next thing you know they're stabbing me in my back. So I don't forgive them. And now I'm wondering how much of my life I've shared with this person. And and now are they trying to be my friend, um, uh, my kid's friend on Facebook and my husband's friend? I don't want that. I don't want anything to do with them. So I don't want anybody around me to have anything to do with them. That's how I've always thought. I am not a forgiving person. Once you cross me, Eight times out of ten, I'm not going to forgive you. Those two times out of ten I do forgive you, it's because you're either family or you're family. Those are the only times. And I realized recently that it's me forgiving family that makes me not be able to forgive other people. And let me explain. The worst things that were said about me and done to me came from my own family. The worst things. The worst things. But because 
It's your mom, your dad, your brother, your cousin, your auntie, your uncle. You feel like you have to forgive them because they love you. And you have to try to move past it, but then they do it again. And you move past it, but then they do it again. You're not moving past it so fast, but you know you're not going to disrespect them either because that's your family. But you're hurt and you're sad all the time and now you you don't want to be around your uncle your aunt your cousin your mom your dad your siblings you don't want to be around them because every time you're with them it causes pain but they constantly tell you they love you i love you sonia i love you so much and then you turn around twice and they're telling people the kind of drugs you used to be on which isn't even true but they're telling people yeah you know she gave up her son because she was on crack. Yeah, you know when she was 14, 15, 16, she was pretty sluttish. She was out there. She was promiscuous. And they talk about you. And they talk about you. And you know they're talking about you. And you know what they're saying is false. They're spreading lies about you. But these are the same people who just told you they love you. And you forgive them. But then you get a friend or a mate who does something and you don't forgive them because you know when they told you they love you it's going to end up being painful somewhere down the line I love you means I'm going to hurt you later and probably talk about you but you'll forgive me because I love you and because of that I became a very unforgiving person I've trusted you enough or I, I, I told you I love you and then you wrong me I'm used to that but you came along in my 20s, 30s, 40s. I don't have to forgive you. I'm done with you. Because I had to deal with that all these years from these other people that are my family. And I hope this is making sense. When you continuously hurt a child, continuously hurt a child, they carry that weight with them into their adulthood. And people will look at them and be like, that still bothers you? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it still bothers me because I never got closure on it. And because I didn't get closure, it's affecting me and my adult relationships. It's affecting me when somebody tells me they love me and then they do something wrong. It's hard for me to give, forgive them because you've treated me wrong so long. And every time I forgave you, you just did it again and again and again and again. And I became numb to that pain. But these outside people, when they do it once... Shame on you and shame on me if you think I'm going to forgive you. It's definitely not right to be like that, you guys. It's not. We're all human, which means we make a mistake. I say almost on every podcast, I'm 100% human 100% of the time. That means 100% of my life is built on making mistakes. I've had to apologize and I've been forgiven every time. Now, does everybody mean it? I don't know. But I've apologized, and I meant it if I said it. Everybody who apologized doesn't mean it, and every apology doesn't need to be forgotten. You can forgive them all, but you don't have to forget. Because some people do things that are unforgettable. You better not forget it. You, you keep that in the back of your mind, but you don't throw it in their face either, if you forgave them. 
If you forgive somebody, that means don't ever bring up that stuff again. Don't throw it in their face when you get mad. Don't, don't say I forgive you, but you're constantly waiting for them to mess up again. So you can say, aha, I knew it, I knew it. Forgiving means not bringing it back up, but it doesn't mean you're going to forget. It's crazy to even think you're going to forget something somebody had to forgive. Or somebody had to ask for forgiveness from you for. So, growing up, of course, I, I said it earlier in this podcast, and I've said it in other podcasts, I wasn't really loved. Um, no hugs, no kisses, no I love yous. Got called a lot of names, never got a whipping though. Um, nobody to check on me. I could be in, outside at age 10, 11, 12. I said I used to get up on Saturdays, Sundays, and I would get on my bike or I would just walk on base. It was about a six mile walk maybe, give or take a mile. Um, I would walk on base and I would hang out all day with my friends. I don't even think I ate. I just hang out all day. Go to the swimming pool, go around to different people's houses, and then I would come home and it would be dark. Nobody would ask me where I was, what I had been doing. I'm a little girl. There was an area. Once I came back, once I crossed the post line from Fort Leonard Wood into St. Roberts, it was about a two-mile stretch for me to get home. That first mile was at the border of woods, and it was super dark. There was not a single light out there. So I would be so scared every time I would run. I would run all the way to the top of our trailer park. And once I got to the top of the trailer park, there were a couple of street lights. So I would walk sometimes until I got to the edge of the top of the hill. And it was about another mile for me to get home from there. And I would run the whole way because there were no street lights. I would be so petrified but the crazy thing is, I would do it again the next weekend. And the next weekend and the next weekend. I just wanted to be around my friends. And nobody ever came to look for me. Nobody ever questioned why this little girl is leaving the house as soon as she wakes up and not coming home until it's time to take a bath and go to sleep. I was thinking about the grown men. There was one in particular, I, I don't remember his name, but he was in the army. And I remember he told me he was 21 and at the time I was 13. And I've always been, you know, a pretty, I'm, I'm not a big person. I wear a size eight, but back then, nothing but thighs and boobs, you know. And this grown man pulls up next to me. He used to always pull up next to me and speak. But this one time he invited me to his house. He was just telling me how beautiful I was and he invited me to his house. Now he knew I was 13. It scared the heck out of me. It scared the heck out of me so much that I would try my best to avoid this guy. Up to that point, if he would have never used the words I was beautiful and all that, I probably would have went to his house because I was extremely naive and still am to a certain point. But the point is, nobody checked on me. 10, 11, 12, 13, doing what I wanted. Thank goodness I was scared of my brother. So I wasn't doing drugs. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't having sex. I wasn't doing any of that. I wasn't even fighting back then. I just wanted to play. And I would 
go miles to go play and have a good time and come home and go to sleep. Not once did anybody ask, can I see your homework? Do you have any homework? Did you do homework? How was school today? What did you eat today? What are you going to wear tomorrow? Do you want me to do your hair? Can you do your hair? You want to talk about the birds and the bees? What do you know about boys? What do you know about sex? What do you know about drugs? Let's talk about alcohol. Let's talk about bad friends. None of those conversations ever happened in my life. None of them. None of that happened for me. And on top of that, nobody to check on me or any of that. But you know what? These people love me. They're family. They love me. And it doesn't matter because family is forever. Okay. It wasn't until I hit about 18, 19, I knew that the way I was raised was not good. Even though I had never, I used to pride myself in telling people I never had a whipping. And it didn't really bother me until I got in my 30s that I also never had a hug or a kiss or a, I love you. That's weird. It didn't bother me until I hit my 30s. But you can best believe my kids weren't raised like that. And I realized just a few years ago, I really had a grudge to pick with so many of my family members. I don't even speak to a couple of them anymore. But I had a grudge to pick with them because of the lack of love they gave me even though the words out of their mouth even if I called them right now they would end the conversation with I love you I want to know what love is to some people because what I received was not considered love and maybe in their own way maybe they were treated that way as, as kids their parents talked about them and told them they loved them but never hugged them never kissed them never did anything with them never checked on them never sat down to have a conversation with them or break bread with them. Maybe that's what they got. But as I said before, I really tried to break all those generational curses with my kids, with all the love I gave them, all the meals we had together, all the dates we went on, the meals we cooked together, having family meals together at the kitchen table was the only way we were allowed to eat our dinners with my kids. But when it comes to my friends, and associates and people who have done something wrong to me. I know what that looks like. I know that kind of love you say you have isn't real because I've been getting it since I was a little girl. And you guys, I am woman enough to say I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I said last podcast, my family is who God put in my life. It's not the people who have the same last name as me. It's the people that I've met along the way who have really loved me and given me encouragement and been there for me through thick and thin and and ups and down and don't turn their backs on me and don't talk about me the minute I blink twice and then come smile in my face and tell me what other people said. A real friend does not listen to other people come talk about you and then come back and tell you what they said. The minute somebody gets ready to say something about you, they shut it down and there's nothing to ever tell you because they handled it. When people would like to come and tell you what other people said, it is for some reason to hold you down. They're putting their foot on your neck. 
for whatever reason, I think the majority of those people have some kind of issue with you themselves because I asked a friend once when she told me what somebody else in the church was saying about me. My question was, okay, now she's not my friend, but you are. So after you listened to that entire conversation, what did you say? I put it back on you. I'm not going to go confront this person who was talking to me about me. Apparently, they're not my friend. But you, as my friend, to sit there and listen to it all and then come back and tell me is messy. Without even asking me, you know, or saying, I, you know, I'm sorry. You're right. I shouldn't have listened. I've already made up my mind. This person's not my friend. So they don't have to worry about me anymore. Sometimes... And this is going to sound like work, but sometimes you got to teach a good person how to be a friend. Sometimes you got to teach a good mate how to love you. Sometimes you just got to tell people, hey, listen, I don't like this and I wish you wouldn't do that because they don't know any better. And to know better is to do better. But there are times people just want to hurt you. They don't even know why they want to hurt you. Those are the people you say, I forgive you, and then you distance yourself. There's nothing wrong with saying, I forgive you, but I don't want to rock with you anymore. But thank you for your apology, and you go on about your business. You never have to show people who you don't care for in your life. You never have to tell, you don't talk about them. You just move smartly. There are people who I cared about deeply. I mean, love them, all access to my family, my everything, my friends list, everything, who have threw salt on my name for no reason, um, talked about me, treated me bad behind my back that I had to walk away from. And because of that, it makes it so hard to forgive people who I don't know that well who do something, even something minute. You want to say, yeah, I've seen this behavior before. I'm done with you. And next thing you know, you're like me. And you really don't want to rock with people. You don't want to be bothered. You don't want to be around people, but you're around people because you got to play that role. I don't want to play a role. I want to genuinely love people and like to be around them and trust that they have my back and care about me. And then when they do something human and hurt me or upset me, they can say, Sonia, I am so sorry. And I say, you know what? I believe you and I forgive you. Let's move forward. Instead of, you know what? I forgive you. Now get out. <laughs> get away from me. When you see me, don't talk to me and go on about your business because I don't trust you anymore. I want to be that person. I want to be that person, but sometimes it is really, really hard. And I'm just being very open. If it wasn't for a wedding ring, I probably, I probably, the, the smallest things, because I've told you before, my husband is the bomb. He doesn't raise his voice. I don't raise my voice. We never use the ill word towards each other. We sit and we communicate most of the time. And, you know, he's loving He's very loving, but there are certain things, little bitty things that happened before. If I wasn't married, I probably would have left him. I'm a work in progress. 
I'm a work in progress and I know what I deserve. God has told me exactly what I deserve, which is the best, but sometimes I don't even believe it. And because I don't believe it, I don't forgive myself when I mess up. And that's a problem. I've, I keep saying I'm human and I keep saying you're human. We gotta be able to forgive ourselves. If you can't forgive yourself and you can't love yourself, agape love yourself, it's going to be hard to forgive others. And it's going to be hard to really love others. You got to treat yourself with so much love and passion. Like you cannot wait to wake up and look in the mirror and say, Hey girl, hey boy, I'm here. <laughs> look at you, smile, do your little dance. But if you look at yourself in the mirror and you lick your tongue out and be like, Oh my God, I hate to see you coming. And you're talking to yourself, there's a problem. You've got to get to a point where you love and forgive yourself. And then open your heart to love and forgive other people. But remember, forgiving isn't forgetting. And some things don't need to be forgotten. You can say, I forgive you, like I said before, but you go your way and I'll go mine. For my own sanity, for my own health, for my own life. I'm going to be good on that let's just say you're an abused person and you finally get out of that relationship you are physically abused mentally abused emotionally spiritually sexually abused by your mate and it takes some time but you finally get out of that and six months down the line you run into your ex-mate and they say you know what i'm so so sorry please come back to me please come back to me you can say i forgive you but don't you go back to that person who was abusing you I forgive you, but you know what? I'm in a better place now. Thank you for your apology. Don't be like I would have been like yesterday. Yeah, I don't forgive you. If I see you again, it's going to be a problem. I carry a 9 millimeter gun. I got a bat. I got a knife. Whatever I need to say just to make sure they leave me alone. That's my philosophy. And once again, it's wrong. Now, if I don't forgive you, I, I don't know how to not tell you I don't forgive you. But if I say I forgive you, I forgive you. Problem is, I just don't say it often. I'm a work in progress, you guys. I tell you that all the time. And I will not allow my childhood to continue to lay on me. Now, I know the topics I come up with I talk about my childhood again but this is my therapy and it'll help me be able to say you know what I know why I didn't forgive her for doing this that and this because I went through this this and this let me go ahead and give her a call let her know I was just thinking about her I did that last year um, and this wasn't even on my mind but somebody I definitely did not forgive and told him if I ever seen him again, it would be a problem. Threatened them, everything, whole nine. Was heavy on my mind, so I reached out via Facebook. And she just let me know how much it meant to her that I reached out to her. And she apologized for everything she's ever done to me. You're talking three decades ago, whatever she did to me. I accepted it, and I meant it. However, the damage was done, so we've never talked again. This was somebody who was my friend for a couple of decades. I am 
not upset that I didn't forgive or cross that line earlier because it just wasn't time. It wouldn't have been in sincerity if I said I forgive you before I did. It would not have been sincere. I wouldn't have meant it and I probably would have done it still with the hope I run into you one day. When you forgive, forgive with your heart. Don't bring it up again. Don't tell people their wrongs that you forgave and they're not doing anything wrong. And don't sit around waiting for them to mess up again just so you can remind them of what they've done before. Mean it when you say, I forgive you. And leave that situation in the past. And if they mess up again, it's a new time, a new situation. And you might want to evaluate what happened before so you can understand if this is something you want to continue in. Let's just say your, your mate cheats and you're really big on commitment and you guys go through some kind of counseling or you just forgive them. You guys sit down, you squash it, you work it out and all is forgiven and then you find out the next year they cheated two more times with two more people and now they're asking for forgiveness all over again. It's up to you how you handle it. But for me, I don't even know if I would have forgave the first one, but let's just say I do. I'm definitely not forgiving going on, but that's me. <laughs> uh, let me repeat that. That's me, that's me, that's me. I know people who have been cheated on more times than I can count, and they forgive every time. But they do that. This one person I know does it because she has such a great um, self-esteem issue. It's, it's super low. It's super low. And some people don't care. So what what works for me might not work for you. And what works for you might not work for me. I am not forgiving when it comes to anybody who wants to put their hands on me. Anybody who wants to call me out of my name. Anybody who messes around on me. Or anybody who mistreats my family or other people. There are signs. If you get to know somebody and they're mistreating their own family, uh, that might be a warning for you. But I'm off topic. So when you forgive, you forgive and you let it go. But you don't forget. If you're not going to forgive, you got to move on. If that man or that woman who cheated on you now three times, you say, I forgive you. But every other day you're you're reminding them of what they did what's the point i'm going to give you this one story you guys and then i'm gonna let you go so about 20 years ago maybe i met this guy and um liked him a lot liked him a, a, an awful lot he didn't live i lived in missouri he lived in texas and so after I met him, he would come down every other weekend to see me. Every other weekend, he would fly from Texas and come see me or drive to come see me. And over the a year or so, we got into a serious relationship and he had asked me to marry him. Now, gonna be honest, I like this dude a lot. I even thought a little bit I loved him, but I really didn't want to marry him. But I said, yes, I said, yes. So he starts, you know, he goes back to Dallas and um, 
he would come back and forth until he found a job down in the Kansas City area. And then we went and picked out a house and he went back home and he gave his two week notice. He came down one weekend and he left and um, I, I went to sleep that night. My phone rang, it was after midnight. And everybody knows I go to bed at eight o'clock. So my phone rang, it was after midnight. I answered the phone, it said his name on my phone. So I answered the phone and I said, what's up honey? And it was a female, she said, oh this isn't honey. And I smiled, I smiled. I'm in my room by myself, half asleep, but I smiled because I knew immediately who it was. He told me he had, uh, he has a son and the baby mom, he was telling me how super jealous she is. But the first thing I thought was not, she's calling me super jealous. I'm smart enough to know she's got his phone. That means they're together and it's after midnight. So she asked me what was going on with me and him. And I said, I'm sorry, but can you put him on the phone? So I could hear her go in the bathroom, he's in the shower, and she was like, yeah, um, telephone, and he was yelling, why you got my phone, why you got my phone? They start arguing, 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 and I guess he gets the phone, he hangs up. She calls me back. He's still yelling in the background, he gets the phone, he hangs up. She calls me back. So this time when she called me, I said, this will be your last time calling me. This will be it. So... She was telling me that, you know, they've been in a relationship for four years. They have a son together, um, so on and so forth. So I listened, you know, very calmly I listened. And when she finished, I told her, okay, I believe you. I said, so listen, you cannot keep calling my phone. I'm going to give you one opportunity to call me. But it'll be tomorrow, not tonight. It'll be tomorrow, and I'll tell you whatever you want to know this one time. So I hang up with her and I went to sleep. I almost felt a weight off of me because I was getting rid of this guy who had been so good to me, but there was something my spirit wasn't picking up. I was so happy, kind of. You know, I wasn't upset, I didn't cry. I, I went to sleep. I woke up the next day, she called me bright and early. I answered any questions she wanted to know how long we've been together. I told her a year and a half. I told her we were engaged. I told her he was moving. She said that made sense, why he quit his job, you know, um, why he was disappearing all the time, so on and so forth. But then she was like, well, he said this and that about you. And, you know, there's no way he was in a relationship with you. I said, no problem. I didn't argue with this young lady. After I talked to her, and got her address. I sent her every picture of me and him. I sent her the rings and then I called him and I told him what I thought about him and I was done. So fast forward, she married him. <laughs> she married him and he calls me one day and I answered the phone. You know, I didn't know it was him. I probably wouldn't have answered but he was letting me know that they had got married. I said, well, good for you. I hope you treat her right. He said, yeah, but we can't move past you. He had told this young lady, if you ever see her, you will know I would never be with her. She's super unattractive and she's really, really, really fat. 
So I laughed, you know, when she told me this. I didn't say anything. I didn't defend myself because what's wrong with being really fat? And a, a beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So what's ugly to him might be beautiful to somebody else. I didn't care. So when I sent her those pictures and she seen me, and seen I, I you know, all of a size three, uh, five at the time, a five, and, um, you know, she didn't like that. Now she knows. She already knew he was lying, I'm sure. But she got a picture of me blown up and put it on the refrigerator. So he was telling me, you know, I came home from work one day and there was a picture of you on the refrigerator and I told her, if we're moving forward, you, you can't do stuff like this. So he took the picture and he threw it away. He came home the next day, there was another picture of me on the refrigerator. So they get into a big fight, an argument. He left it there that night, but the next day he took it off and threw it away. He came home and there was another picture of me on the refrigerator. That picture stayed on the refrigerator for months. He told me it was up there for months. Everybody in the house looking at me all the time. Company asking who I am. She's telling them all oh, this this girl uh, he was sleeping with while he was with me. And, you know, um, I told him that's crazy. I said, because didn't she forgive you? He said, yeah, we went to counseling and everything. I said, but she didn't really forgive you. She said she forgave you, but she didn't forgive you. I said, I never told you I forgave you because I didn't forgive you. Um, so that's the difference. And I said, so if you want your marriage to work, you know, and I gave him some advice. But of course, they ended up getting a divorce. And then he calls me again. And he was like, you know, well, we're going through a divorce. I was like, I'm sorry to hear that. And he was like, you know, but to be totally honest, she knew that I really loved you and that I wanted to be with you, and I would have been with you had she not called you. Of course, that didn't go well at all. I said everything, I always speak the exact way I'm speaking. I don't raise my voice, I don't yell. But I told him what I thought about him thinking we could ever be together again. And I got pleasure out of that because I still didn't forgive him. About 10 years ago, I finally forgave him when I was in my 40s. I finally forgave him, but I don't speak to him, of course. There's, there's no relationship there. We didn't get to be really good friends before we got engaged. So the whole point of that was don't say you forgive somebody and you don't because if that person's a major part of your life, you're going to spend years wasting thinking negatively about somebody that you didn't even really want to be in your life. You only said, I forgive you to either win because somebody cheated and you didn't want the other person to win or because you just don't know how to say, you know what, I don't forgive you or I forgive you, but this is a problem. We need to do this before we can move forward. Don't be that person. All right. I hope this made sense. And um, I hope everybody has a beautiful evening. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Sonya McQueen. Love you. Bye. And I mean it.